up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey, Gary Rayburn. Hey, Dennis McKay. How's your mom and them? It's Dennis McKay, y'all, and uh, we are honored to be climbing in the cab with you today, and we're going to ride down that road and shift some gear, drink some coffee, and right. hear some good gospel word and gospel music today. That's right, Dennis. We've got your good friend, Ramsey Prine, going to ride along with us in the cab today and share a powerful testimony and some of his great music that he's written. So everybody buckle up and hang on cause we're gonna have Church on the Road. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414. A big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going. I just gotta drive. The white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. tell you i just love this radio program that we're doing getting to ride along with these drivers in the cab in the cab yeah. just like that song we just heard the road is my life and we thank you all for letting us ride along with you in the cab dennis tell them who we got on our program today hey everybody we got an exciting show today gary i am so excited to have this next young artist with us met this young man a few years back and uh, he shared his testimony with us, and uh, I tell you, I was just blown away. And then he stepped up to the mic and started singing, and I was even more blown away. We're just awesomely excited, if that's a word you can use, <laughs> to have him uh, with us today. And um, we're just gonna uh, we're gonna talk with him, let him share a little bit of what's been going on in his life. And I tell you. Um, if you've ever felt like you're having a bad day or having a rough time, you need to hear this guy's testimony because it just firms up and the fact that you can't go so low that Christ is not right there with you Amen. and ready to reach out and grab you and just take you to another level. So having said that, how you doing, Ramsey Prime? In the house, doing great. Glad to be here. Very glad to be here. Well, Dennis, I'm really excited about Ramsey Prime 
being on our program today because, man, I tell you, what a powerful singer, songwriter he is. And uh, I sent him, oh, a while back, I sent him a, a copy of Tony Mac's testimony along with a bunch of other CDs. Ramsey listened to this testimony and then he wrote a song as a tribute to Tony Mack, Tony's family, and his great ministry, Free in Christ Ministries. And Ramsey sent this back to me, a tribute to Tony Mack McMullen. So Ramsey, share that song with us before you uh, share your testimony, would you? Gary didn't know this at the time, but years ago when I got saved in prison, a few months before I got saved, I heard the testimony of Tony Mack. A chaplain called us out one night for a service, and instead of preaching, he put on the CD of Tony Mack. And uh, Tony Mack had committed murder, did 15 years in prison, and uh, four years before he got out, the Lord grabbed him and showed him something that he had never even seen before. And that was redemption, a second chance. And uh, we put the CD in the other night, me and my wife, and we was listening to it. And I started thinking about Tony Mack's testimony and what this man had been through, but of how through all that mess and all that addiction and the murder and the things that he had done, of how God used him in a mighty, mighty way that changed many, many lives. As I hit my knees in Parchment Penitentiary in Mississippi and got saved, Tony Mack's testimony was fresh on my mind. So this song right here is for him and for his wife and for his daughter. And uh, I'm just so glad that I see God tying all these things together through uh, Dennis and Leslie McKay and, uh, and through Gary Rayburn and Lonesome Road Ministries. My wife and I are very glad to be a small spoke in the wheel at Lonesome Road. But this song right here is for uh, Tony Mack. And I hope I do it justice, brother. All I saw was the night 
I said, Lord, can you hear me? I'm so tired of being stoned. Can you hear my voice? Or do I stand alone? Jesus Christ in heaven, do you know me and my pain? Can you touch me? Can you hear me? I don't want to be the same. Can you reach down from heaven through the bars and through the stones? I cried and I said amen and Then I stood alone Then the wind started blowing An angel fell like a dove It felt just like freedom Face to face with love He said, son, I hear you. Are you tired of being stoned? Yeah, I walk with you every day. You'll never stand alone. Jesus Christ in heaven, he knows me and my pain. Touch me, yeah, forgave me. I've never been the same. Yeah, he reached down from heaven through the bars and through the stone. He walks with me every day. Never stand alone. Yeah, he stands with me right now. I'll never stand alone. Never stand alone. Thank you, Tony Mack. That one's for you, brother. Well, why don't you tell the people a little about about who you are and uh, just share a little bit of your story with us. I would love to. And uh, thank you, first off, to you and Leslie for making this happen. It's a long road getting here. And uh, this weekend has just been amazing. But first off, I'd just like to say that everybody's got a story, but not everybody gets to share their story. So anytime I get to share my story, what is God's story and testimony in my life, it's an honor. And I, I revert all praise back to him for anything that's happened. Uh, I know what I'm capable of, but I know what he's capable of. And I'm 33 years old. I'm from Dixie, Mississippi, the deep south of Mississippi. And I'm the youngest of 18 kids. Woo! 18 kids. And my father was a musician, somewhat of a local legend. And uh, 
Mississippi area. Started playing back in the 40s. Had a, a grand slam career as far as uh, different territories and different places. Battle of the bands, you know, uh, uh, went to Hawaii and played music and just had a mess of kids along the way. And uh, we found that pretty much everybody in the family had some kind of gifting in music, whether it was singing or some kind of instrument, piano or whatever. Um, but out of all 18 kids, I'm the only one that sang, played guitar, and wrote songs. And that kind of took after my dad. My mother was an amazing woman also. Loved to sing, and, you know, she was she was responsible for it. You know, she took all us kids to, to an old Pentecostal church when we were being raised up. And that's kind of where the, uh, the music met the, the spiritual side and uh, kind of what led into uh, today. But I, I want to say that I had a very dysfunctional childhood. Poverty was not the word for it. A uh, lot of beans, rice, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, a lot of hand-me-downs. My, my dad, like as I said, was a musician, but uh, he had a terrible problem with drinking and violence. And, you know, he had stints in and out of jail and would be away from us for a while. And my mother loved him unconditional. You know, she was his biggest fan and followed him everywhere as far as his music went. And uh, what I noticed was addiction in my family. At a very, very early age, I noticed that addiction played a very big part in everybody's life. And uh, it began to roll into uh, the youth of my family, being from me, my brothers and my sisters, began drinking, you know, smoking pot, things like that. And it, it was so natural in my family that we didn't see it as dysfunction. We just saw it as the way that life was, you know. I remember hearing about Jesus. I remember hearing about God and grace and mercy and uh, you know, born again was a, was a word I, I heard a lot growing up. Uh, but I never really took that in and, and received it for what it really was. And I remember being angry. I remember being angry that I was poor. I remember being angry that uh, my mom and dad were on drugs. I remember uh, being angry that I didn't have a, a truck to drive to school and had to ride with a friend or something. And I remember I began to act out. You know, rebellion came in hand in hand. I was a friend to a lot of people, but I never really felt like I had a friend. But the day I found music is the day that I found a friend that, that has never left my side. And I began to play and write songs at age six. And I remember my fourth grade teacher come to me. I was class clown, no doubt. And, <laughs> I can uh, see that. Yeah. I can my see fourth that. grade teacher, Miss um, Ashley and Miss Hightower came to me and they said, if you'll do all your work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they said on fr every Friday, We'll let you get up, you know, get up there and play Elvis or Johnny Cash or whatever for 30 minutes, and that went on for a while. And that's, you know, that they they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, you know, around this age, my mom and dad began to put me in a lot of talent shows, and very surprisingly to me, several times I'd get first place, and you know, things started to happen. My dad, I, just real quick, I want to say that my dad, he he would play in the, he played in bars on Friday and Saturday night. And then he uh, got to where he led worship on Sunday morning. And I've never even told you this, Dennis. And that's kind of the, you know, straddling the fence yeah. thing. He didn't really see it as that, you know, he just saw it as making a living to feed all his mm -hmm. kids. But I remember in 1997, I was very young and uh, I woke up one day and heard some commotion at the back of the house and I ran back there and my dad had had a stroke. And the craziest thing about it is the stroke, it, everything was fine, but it completely damaged his left hand for the rest of his life. He can, he never recorded a guitar again after that. Oh man. And uh, that's kind of when the Lord woke him up to where, I don't remember I don't remember him being really bitter after that, but I remember him being very, 
uh, very hurt that the the music was just something of the past, you know, to talk about then. You know, rolling on into high school, I was a very popular kid, uh, you know, made out pretty pretty good with the girls and things like that for the carrying the guitar around and, and the, the witty the witty side of me. But uh, I remember I was, I, I hid the fact of the poverty, you know, that was, if it was ever brought up or, or something, I, I remember I would just, you know, redirect the conversation really fast or I'd put a cover on it very fast. And, uh, you know, I remember I was voted class favorite in school, class clown, and uh, I'd try to take care of my best, but I wasn't a very smart kid. But I, you know, by this age, I learned that respect goes a long way with, with your, your peers and, and the adults around you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, I always try to be kind to people. And uh, rolling on into high school, man, I love sports, things like that. But keep in mind, my family was, without a doubt, the most different family I've ever met, you know, in, in my life. Looking back, we was not your Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but Susie and Johnny going to school every day. It was a lot of dysfunction. I can remember waking up in the morning, my senior year high school, going out the door. And I remember, you know, and this is very, very deep into my, my heart here. I'm opening up, but I remember my mom would be passed out, you know, on the living room floor. My dad would be passed out on the kitchen floor. You know, by this time, all the other kids were gone. It was just me and them. They would give me drugs, prescription pills to sell for lunch money at my senior year of high school. And I began to take the pills over and over. And by the age of 18, somehow, praise God, I managed to graduate. You know, I hmm. kind of put it in last. But I remember that was the greatest feeling in the world, walking across that stage and getting that diploma. And knowing that, man, I'd beat the odds. Uh, it, it was a 100 to one shot that I would finish high school. But I, I really dug in there that last year and, and, and tried to make the best of it. But I remember being a full-blown, I was a full-blown addict and alcoholic by the age of 18, graduating high school. And that kind of goes to show, to, you know, I look at my, myself then, and I know that there's other people out there that age struggling right here today, you know addiction it don't it, it don't compromise it don't matter what That's age right. or race it is it, it starts very young and it goes from household to household and um i remember all i wanted to do is play music you know i'd bust the honky tonks in south mississippi all over uh you know mobile alabama a few times and dreams of nashville and the grand Ole opry just like everybody else but uh all i got paid in was beer so i didn't, I didn't get very far ten dollars and all you could drink cars don't run on beer do yeah, they don't or dreams <laughs> but um i remember uh i remember the day that my life forever changed i was sitting in my sister's front yard uh playing old fender dobro guitar and uh man i think i had seven dollars in my pocket and uh just was going nowhere and i remember the the day that, that it turned around was I was sitting there and I saw this little car pass by. Girl was dropping my sister off from work that day. And uh, they say there's no such thing as, as love at first sight. It, it is very true. Oh yeah. Uh, Emily Bell at the time, she looked at me and just smiled from ear to ear and they was driving off. She was driving off and she made the terrible mistake. She looked back the second time and smiled. Ah. Yeah, and uh, she told my sister, she said, I'm going to marry that guy. She said, you better stay away from him. He's trouble. <laughs> she said, that's your brother. She said, I know. You better stay away from him. <laughs> but I fell in love with him. I was smitten. You know, both of us were. And within about 10 months, we were married and living together. Had our daughter, Mackenzie. Uh, and then Colton came along. I had stints of sobriety here and there. You know, uh, I'd get a job and work. And the guitar would kind of get dust on it. Uh, but, you know, it was the kind of thing where... And this is the enemy, you know, looking back of 
you, you think no matter how good it's going, you're doomed to fail. You're doomed to fall. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time for you to bust your head again. Been and, there. Yeah. And, and that, and that's what happened, you know, over and over again. And then we got a, you know, the, a big, a big, big deal was uh, I called a charge for possession of controlled substance with intent to distribute in Hattiesburg and went to jail, bonded out. Whenever I bonded out, my mother died of an overdose. You know, two years after that, I think it was my father died pretty much the same way. You know, going through withdrawal so bad that, you know, with pneumonia and thing, he he slipped into a coma. And I remember watching him, you know, take his last breath. You know, being there and knowing that a very strong and powerful uh, man had been. You know, Johnny Cash said that, you know, we're controlled by something that fits in the palm of our hand, and that's all. That's true. You know, I saw my daddy was 244 pounds. Had the biggest forearms you ever saw in your life. And he was like a superhero to me, like mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or something, you know. Uh, I never understood him, but I think that's why I loved him so much, you know. And uh, losing my mom and dad and being out on bond, my world was kind of collapsing. And uh, I remember, you know, we, I went into report one day and they locked me up. You know, I'd been indicted, didn't even know it, had a secret indictment waiting on me. Went in front of the judge, got probation. The probation did not work out for somebody who has an alcohol and drug problem, wants to be a musician. <laughs> um, a few short months later, I was back in front of the judge, and uh, he looked at me, and he knew I had a music past. He knew my dad, and he said, you're the smartest dumb kid I ever met in my life. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and uh, he, he said, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save your life. He said, I'm going to give you five years in Mississippi Department of Corrections. And I'll, I'll never forget, Emily was in the, uh, she was in the courtroom that day. And uh, by this time, I was so far gone to where if I didn't have drugs and alcohol, I couldn't function. I mean, I woke up eating painkillers, went to bed taking downers and drinking all in between. Been there, brother. And it, it was, it was, you know, it, it's kind of our master. It, it tells us where we're going to go, what we're going to eat, if we're going to eat, who we're going to see, what money we're going to spend. Uh, it, it, it guides the way just as our faith does now, being born again, uh, looking back. And that's a very scary fact. Um, make no mistake about it, the enemy is, is point blank period. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And just about time he had me, uh, whenever I tell you that uh, it was a very grim look at life, uh, I thought I was stuck where I was at. I, didn't never, I never thought I'd, I'd be a decent father. I never thought I'd be a good husband or a friend. Very prideful, very angry person. And uh, now I'm sitting in Mississippi State Penitentiary, you know, the old Parchman Farm Blues. And uh, August 13, 2013, and this is for somebody out there listening right now, uh, whether you're in a truck driving or whether you're wherever you're listening at, I want you to know this right here, that I had nothing to offer Jesus Christ. Anytime he makes a deal with us, we come to his saving knowledge we win and he loses every time. And I remember being so hungry in prison and so broken in prison that I was eating toothpaste out of a tube just to put something on my stomach. And I was ashamed of that for a long time. I took that out of my testimony, but that's, that's the, the, the simple fact If I was so hungry and so beat down to where I was, I was eating toothpaste. That's where my life had got me in prison and I uh, had several, several months to go, you know, and uh, I remember I found a picture of my daughter that night in a Bible I carried around. I never read it, but I carried a Bible around. And by this time I was leading the band. Uh, you know, we was the Parchment Farm band. It was, it was band. It was me and 12 black guys. And I kind of looked like Forrest Gump up there playing. That's kind of, I learned a lot of rhythm and soul from them guys. Uh, yeah. And they, they nicknamed me the Guitar Man. So it kind of, 
uh, hey, guitar man. I remember walking down the hallways and you hear that, but I remember the, the Bible. I, I went to put the picture of my daughter in this little Bible one night, and a very simple thought went through my mind. Again, this is for somebody out there. I said, that little girl's growing up without a daddy. And I, began, I broke right there. I began to cry. I would not saw my kids or my wife or my family. And I, I'm talking about I was a number, not a name. You know, I had no rights as a person or anything. And uh, I remember I began to cry. And I went to put the picture back in the Bible. Had about four months left to go in, in, in prison this time. And uh, I remember I looked down where that picture landed. And it was Luke 23, 42, the story of the thief on the cross. And uh, it's, it's at Calvary. And back then in those days, uh, you know, the Romans, they, they hung in threes, you know, mm -hmm. they, they would crucify in threes, not for any, they might have just liked the way it looked or however, it's just kind of how it happened back then. And uh, you think about this thief lives this life of wrong, malice, murder, guilt, shame, greed, any bad thing you can think of. If you was considered a thief in those times, you was the absolute worst. He was pretty much a strong arm robber to where he would go up and take somebody's stuff and run off. And he had done it to the point of death. And uh, they throw him up on this cross at Calvary. And I want you to picture this in your mind. For some crazy reason, that day, that thief, he winds up hanging next to the greatest phenomenon that ever crossed the horizon of this world being Jesus Christ. That's right. And he looks over and he knows that there's something about this guy. And, uh, you know, one thief rebukes him and says, you know, if you're really Christ, save yourself and save us. Get us down from off of here if you're really who you say you are. And the thief looks over and he says, no, we're, we receive the due reward of our deeds for what we've done, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he didn't even have the right to ask for, for forgiveness, he felt. But he looked over and he said, Jesus, I, all I would ask is, Lord, you would remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the greatest story of redemption ever told is that as Jesus looks back and he says, my son, this day you shall walk me in a place called paradise. And right there in my Mississippi drug addict mind, uh, going down on my knees with all that shame and everything I've been holding on to, all the all the pride and arrogance and, and all the things that got me to prison. I remember knowing that Jesus came off that cross and he went to a place called heaven, but he didn't go by himself, Dennis. He went, he took a thief with him. That's right. And that's the greatest story of redemption that this, that's ever been told is he said, you know what? And saying it's never too late to turn it around. Not saying that thief, his life was perfect or anything he did was worthy of that. But hey, he called on the name of the Lord and Jesus set him free right there. And I love that story. And I remember I got on my knees and I didn't know how to pray. Uh, I've never really read a Bible before. And I remember I said, Lord, if you'll set me free, I'll serve you. But let me say that again. I said, Lord, if you will set me free, I'll serve you. And I remember a feeling hit me to where I knew that the chains had been broken I knew that I went down with a whole lot of problems and came up with one answer. That was Jesus was the son of God and he was trying to do something in my life. And the great thing about Jesus is that he calls it even. He loses out every time on every deal and we get all this good stuff. We get this grace, mercy, favor, redemption, second chance, the truth, the royal priesthood, everything he tries to give us. And uh, we're giving him all the guilt, shame and all this bad stuff. He takes that deal every time and he calls it even. Mm -hmm. He calls it even. And I made my mind up right then and there that I was not going back to the hometown. I began to write gospel songs when I was in prison. I began to minister and fellowship with different believers. And when I left prison, I went straight to a, and this is how I wound up meeting uh, Dennis and Leslie. I went to a 14-month uh, faith-based discipleship training program, pretty much a seminary school for drug addicts, to where you go in and, you know, we don't have the best work ethic or things like that. 
Uh, so they kind of shape you up a little bit to get you ready for life. And it's the greatest decision I ever made. Wound up staying there three years, two years as a student. Takes some of us longer, you know. I did two years as a student and then another year as a staff. And it opened up the door for ministry. It has not been perfect. It has not been perfect at all. It's not no bed of roses. I tell folks all the time, serving the Lord ain't for sissies. No. Nope. It's, it's very tough. And, uh, you know, we... Yeah, I think the hardest thing about it, too, is learning how to let go of that pride and that self-control. Yes, That's That was my, yeah. and continues to be my big challenge every day. Absolutely. Is realizing there's somebody in control of this besides me. Yeah. And uh, most of us guys, especially if, if you're a musician... Yeah. You like being in control of stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and recognizing that as growth, but recognizing and doing something about it, you know, that's two different things. And, and you know, anytime I, I write a song, if I don't feel right about it, I'll talk to my wife about it and we'll just put it on the back burner because, you know, we want to honor God in everything we do. I didn't honor him for a long time. There's a lot of stuff I missed out on. Uh, being 33 years old now, having... All the things we've been through, my wife and my kids, I am not a perfect man, but I'm, our Savior is perfect. And he's got a, an amazing plan for me, you, and for everybody out there listening right now to, to our countryfied voice. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that boots to Jesus is, is my motto. It's what I stand on. And that means put feet to your prayers. You know, That's right. Walk it out. Walk it out. And again, I've, I've written many songs, and I've been all over the world was able to serve in Kilgali and Rwanda, Africa several times and going over there and feeding kids, you see again what hungry looks like, not just for food, but starving for God's word where we'd have 80, 100 people ever come down every night uh, just wanting to know who Jesus is. And, um, you know, we try to keep that fire going. Very easy to burn out, very easy to get distracted. But I know one thing, Jesus is king and he's made it very clear in my life that he is real. That's right. I want to, I want you to know that for sure. Whoever's listening, Jesus is real, and Jesus is calling. It's a time to say yes to Jesus. I feel we're in the last days very, very much, and I know this right here. An old black man told me a long time ago. He said, "Understanding is a beautiful thing." If I know what you're thinking and you know what I'm thinking, nobody has to guess. That's right. And he said, "God's people is alive, well, and they're moving because of God." And uh, again, thank you for. Yeah, man. You know, we met we met Ramsey. Uh, he came to a church that we were, and when I say we, that means Leslie and I. We were uh, uh, the praise and worship leaders at this church, and we felt God placed us there for a season. And and uh, the ministry team, uh, y'all came, and um, when you stepped up and started singing at the microphone, I, the song that you did. We just blew me away, and we're going to play that song, song. and uh, it's called Lord Remember Me, right? Yes, sir. And uh, so we're going to play that song for you. Well, Ramsey, we really appreciate you letting us bring you with us in the cab to our radio program, and what a powerful testimony that is, and I know that the drivers are going to be blessed by this song right here, Lord Remember Me. Here's Ramsey Prine. Let me tell you who I am I was a thief, I told lies I hung beside Jesus Christ 
he was crucified I felt forever in the wind I wanted him to set me free Your Bible says I'm just the one Said, dear Lord, remember me. Please remember me. Lord, I know who you are. Yes, I felt the pain. I saw the blood, I saw the scar. stole again and I found eternity the gospel says I'm just the one who cried out Lord remember me Hung by my side He spoke words Full of sin I'm not sure Where he went I never saw His face again The stars were in the sky Set me free You're talking to the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me Lord, I know who you are I felt the pain I saw the blood I saw the scar I never stole again Because that day He set me free Bible says I'm the one Dear Lord, remember me Let me tell you who I am I was a thief, I told lies Now I walk with Jesus Christ In a place called paradise
All right, we're back, <laughs> and uh, we got Ramsey Prine with us in the studio today, and Ramsey and his beautiful bride came up, and we're in the studio working on his uh, debut project. Amen. And uh, I want to echo what Ramsey said a moment ago. There's somebody out there, you may be riding down the road in that 18-wheeler right now, and maybe things have gone wrong in your life because of decisions that you made. Uh, and at the end of the day, we can try to blame it on mama. We can try to blame it on, like most people's do in our president. We can try to blame it on all kind of things. But if you want to know the problem, just look up there in that rearview mirror that's right in front of you. Right. And you're going to see where the whole issue starts yeah. and where it can stop. Because you have to make that decision to accept Christ and relinquish control. Just let him take the situation and and make it right for you. That don't mean that we don't have to sometimes, um, you know, suffer the consequences of decisions we made, just like you ended That's up right. having to go to prison. That's right. Now, That's God right. could have fixed that where you didn't have to go. Yep. But by you going, mm -hmm. you know, that was a result of choices you made in your life. That's right. But thank God, when he looks at us now, all he sees is a robe of righteousness Amen. that he wrapped around us. That's right, brother. And that's a great thing about serving God. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little song for you right now, and we'll be right back with some more stuff. Thank y'all much. There's nothing like the sound of this old guitar. Nothing like a fearless driving rain to wash the stain from my heart. Sometimes I wonder why you set me free. There's no place tonight I want to be. One foot on the other. I was running down the line Cried out to Jesus I was running out of time Will I ever really change? Can I walk out of the dark? I'm just telling you what's on my heart Sometimes I feel like a lonely train So I ease the pain From my heart I start to pray Cause he brought me out the dark Yeah, the good Lord changed My crazy heart How wild and crazy I was lost, but now I'm found I caught a glimpse of heaven And angels do walk on the ground I can't believe you set me free I 
can't believe I've come so far Telling you he can change your crazy heart There's nothing like the sound of this old guitar Change my heart. Y'all be listening for Ramsey Prine, and um, he is not John Prine's baby boy, <laughs> but. Uh, he is an amazing talent, has got an amazing testimony. And Ramsey, how about telling people how they can reach you and book you to come share the gospel, whether it's in word, song, or both? Absolutely, absolutely. We, we, uh, we're on, of course, Facebook. We uh, try to post uh, encouraging country, uh, you know, or, or, and we've even got to where we're doing more of the contemporary you know, stuff just to, to reach out to more people. Uh, but me and my wife is Ramsey and Emily Prine on Facebook. And also you can go to NRanch uh, on YouTube and type in Ramsey Prine Upchurch. Uh, that's R-A-M-S-A-Y-P-R-I-N-E. And we've got a host of videos on there. Uh, some recorded professionally or some just off of an old uh, phone recording. But a lot of stuff on there. And, you know, we, we still, you know, we, we try to sing stuff that's got a, a good love song from time to time, but more than anything, we want to give honor praise to our Father uh, because He is worthy of it. And uh, any booking service, you can uh, inbox us on Facebook, Ramsey or Emily Prine. Emily's name is E-M-A-L-E-E-P-R-I-N-E. And um, we don't ask for any money. We come wherever. If there's a love offering, and bless God. Uh, we'll come anywhere and share and speak. Uh, if, if somebody reaches out, we'll try to find a date for it. How about giving them your yeah. phone number there, Ramsey? Yes, a uh, cell phone number uh, for any booking. Uh, give me a call, 769-233-5603. Or if you'd just like to pray, you call us. So, here we are, Ramsey. We're in Studio 115A, uh, home of MAC Records. Yes, Lord. And uh, you are up here recording your debut project. Yes, yes. And... Uh, uh, it's going to be full of all original songs that you've written, right? That's right. That's right. And uh, so we are we're getting the team assembled, the band together, and we're going to uh, we're going to be coming at you folks with some good positive country music and uh, some Christian country stuff. And you're going to be blown away with this young man if you like Daryl Singletary, Randy Travis, and all those guys. Uh, that don't sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> You're going to like this guy. And uh, he's got that deep country voice, and he knows how to twang it out uh, there. Never sang beat it before. <laughs> <laughs> so be, stay tuned and be listening, man. And um, tell us uh, one more time, how's, how's people the best way to get up with you? And what are you available to do as far as coming and performing? And yeah. we, uh, as far you know, we consider ourselves outreach ministers, and uh, you know, we we play a lot of live events, whether it be uh, something through a church function, uh, a wedding, uh, any passing of a of a loved one. Uh, we we love to come out and do the music and, and share for things like that. Uh, my phone number uh, is seven six nine two three three fifty six zero three. Also, for more booking, you can call my wife, Emily Prine, 
at 769-428-7402. Uh, we come do any service. We don't ask for any money. We're just coming off our time. And if there's an offering, then it's going to go to something good. Uh, but we, we don't hold back on, on going. And any date, uh, we try to make it if, if someone gives a call. So absolutely reach out to us for that anytime. I was really impressed with something that you told me the other day, Ramsey, when we were talking. And uh, you said uh, we were talking about branding and what style musics uh, we do. And as an artist, uh, you always have a brand. And that kind of defines who you are as an artist. And, and when they look at you and when they hear your music, they kind of know the genre that you're in. That's right. And I like what you said. You said yours is outlaw gospel. Outlaw gospel. <laughs> Just for the different folks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Feel free to call Ramsey and get in touch with him. And uh, him and his beautiful bride, they're going to bring gospel to you in a way that you're going to have to really enjoy. And you have some toe tapping. That's you, you may even hear something sound like a little Hank in there. Yeah. So uh, right. <laughs> we're going to move on down the road. Gary, this has been an awesome, awesome Absolutely. ride in the cab. But I hear that driver up there, man, he's downshifting. I think there's a truck stop up here he's fixing to pull into. <laughs> so we're going to climb out of this cab and end this ride. But uh, until the next time, y'all remember, load her up, shift them gears, and let's get down the highway. Boost to Jesus. That's it. Man, that was fun. Friends, God is speaking to you right now. You're not sure if you're saved. Well, we're going to give you that chance right now. I want to pray with each and every one of you right now. And we're going to make sure that you are saved and on your way to heaven. Pray with me right now if you're not sure, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you want to make him your Lord and Savior, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to spend eternity in heaven with you. Father, take out my old heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a purpose and a plan for my life. I want to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, then we want to hear from you right now. Give us a call. 618 618- 383-2107. All right, Dennis, what we need to do is we need to close today's program with a song off of our Lonesome Road CD. What would you like to close today's program with, Dennis? 
Let's do it at the foot of the tree. How's that? That's my awesome. testimony in song, and uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, Volume 1. one. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay singing At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus Foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree
would love to hear from you. My phone number is 618-383-2107, or you can call Chaplain Dennis McKay. 662-889-2829. And we're looking forward to riding along with you next week, right here in the cab. Oh